I speak to you in the name of the one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, do you know where you are? It's important to know your surroundings. I used to love to dance, and there was a time in my life where I would go out just about every weekend. Now, don't worry. Even though I was out late on a Saturday, I always made it to church Sunday morning. <laughs> Going out and having fun is not out of the ordinary. But in the neighborhood where I lived, going out could be dangerous. And there would be times where someone would have a gun. I've been in situations where I would be out and the event or party would come to a, an abrupt halt because of gunfire. I remember in one of those moments, while I was making a quick exit, I saw an unfortunate victim being carried out by his friends right in front of me. Now, ever since then, I was taught that whenever I was to go out, to make sure I knew where the exits were, and to have a simple way of getting there in case anything happened. Unfortunately, this type of information is more commonly known as mass shootings continue to be a part of our narrative. I bring this example up not to instill fear or panic, but because knowing about our surroundings can help us not only be safe, but learn a little more about what we will encounter and the things we can do. Our scriptures have a way of emphasizing the importance of our surroundings. Just like the three most important words known to all who were involved in real estate, what is held in greatest importance are location, location, location. For example, when I say the wilderness, what comes to mind? What's the first thing that pops up when you hear the wilderness? Most famously, you may think about the Israelites and their deliverance out of Egypt and into the Promised Land. This 40-year journey tested people who were promised freedom. Along the way, they experienced harsh conditions, hunger, and even danger. The trail was so arduous, some of the people wondered if it would have been better to stay in captivity rather than be free. For Jesus, the wilderness came right after his baptism. And during that time, he fasted. And while he was at his weakest, the tempter came and tried to stop him from realizing who he was and the things that he had to do. While hungry, Jesus was tempted with food. He was also tempted to test God's saving grace by being told if he were to throw himself down, the angels would pick him up. And finally, he was tempted with power. As the tempter told him, he could rule all that his eyes could see. But Jesus' power would be greater than anything that could have been shown to him. In our scriptures, the wilderness is typically associated with a particular hardship or trial that shows you who you are. What if I were to say mountaintop? What comes to mind? Moses encounters God on the mountain. 
He's introduced to holy ground, is given Ten Commandments, is told how to lead. He even gets to see the promised land. And for Jesus, he goes up to the mountain with his disciples, and he becomes transfigured right in front of them. The heavens open up, his appearance, and even what he wears, sees different. It changes. And God affirms Jesus as the Son of God by saying, This is my Son. Listen to him. In our scriptures, the mountaintop is a place where individuals go to be in communication with God. What if I were to say, Road? What do you think comes to mind when I talk about the road? Joseph, well, Joseph was a dreamer who was hated by his brothers. He was left on the side of the road, only to be found and sold, where he would become a governor in the land of Egypt. Maybe what comes to mind is the story of the Good Samaritan. A person was robbed, beaten, and left for dead. He was passed on the road by a priest and another religious leader, a Samaritan an unlikely ally who would have been ignored by this man who was injured, picks him up, cares for him, puts him on his donkey, pays for his shelter and other ongoing care. From our gospel, two disciples walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus after the crucifixion. And then they find a stranger who, according to them, did not know what was going on in the last few days, especially about Jesus Christ, who they refer to as a prophet, mighty indeed, who would liberate Israel. The stranger himself was Jesus, and the disciples at the time were not able to recognize him. These same disciples who followed Jesus we're supposed to know him better than anyone else and did not even represent him correctly. He was more than just a great prophet and his liberation of Israel was not that of a warrior but that of a savior. Jesus corrected them by reminding them about the scriptures and the prophets. In our scriptures, the road is a place where we need to expect the unexpected. Joseph was left to die, but grew to power and still helped his brothers who left him for dead. The Samaritan helped a stranger who would never have helped him, even juxtaposed by religious leaders who would not even stop. Finally, Jesus, whom the disciples thought they knew, had to re-educate them on who he was and their mission. Jesus making himself known to the disciples in the breaking of the bread lets us know that he is with us even when we don't recognize him. Also, it lets us know that before we truly see him, we have to be open to experience something unexpected. As a church, we celebrate tradition. And sometimes we don't recognize Jesus' presence in trying to do something new or different. Being open to change or the unexpected allows us to be flexible and reduces 
any damage to our sensibilities. I know, the saying may be cliche, but in our life and in our faith, it's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. And the Gospel of Luke is all about the journey. As we see here in this story and more, people in Luke experience the unexpected, and we usually see transformation. In our lives, we find ourselves in different locations. Our surroundings can not only help us by keeping us safe, but allow us to learn a little bit more about what we encounter and the things that we can do, and even assess our faith. Are you experiencing a trial or a tribulation? Is God calling or trying to say something to you? Did something happen that dismantled your plans? Where are you when you experience grief? Chances are, if you find yourself on the road, you may not be alone. Also, you may not know where that road goes, so be open to what may be. It's also important to remember the words of that good old Swiss philosopher, Henry Frederick Emile, when he exclaims, life is short. And we don't have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love. Make haste to be kind. Let us be aware of where we are. And know that even when we can't see Jesus, it don't mean that he ain't there. Amen. Amen.